Uh, hi everyone, this is Eric Toms with Schoology. I'm the rep out here in California. And uh, Schoology is really a system built for those trying to be innovative in the classroom, people trying to do more digital instruction, and really have an easy place to share some of that content. So, really excited to be here. You're listening to TNT EdTech Podcast, and they're my new favorite people from Modesto. And you can find us on the website, www.tntedtech.com. TNT EdTech Podcast, we're powered by Q. Hi, and welcome to the TNT EdTech Podcast. Glad that you could join us. In this episode, we're going to talk about Schoology. Schoology with Schoology. So Schoology is a LMS, a learning management system. It's similar to what a Google Classroom, what Blackboard, Canvas uh, might offer. And Schoology is the district LMS that we have in our school district for the past five years and we really like Schoology and they've been really great to always continue to update the features and tools but not just look at their tool as a a tech tool or LMS but how can it increase student learning how can it incorporate with pedagogy so we really appreciate that I'm really excited some features they've just added where the new assessment material, you now can grade by question. Um, You can assign all materials individually to students and even folders now you can assign individually to students. And also I'm really looking forward this summer to some of the updates with student choice, student voice that we've seen some previews for and really getting excited for the upcoming school year to try those out. So we have Schoology Next, which is their annual conference that Schoology puts on and Schoology Next is going to be July 9th through the 12th in Boca Raton, Florida. And I really like Schoology Next. This will be my second one I've gone to. And I like it because it's totally focused on a tool that we're all using who are going to the conference. So sometimes you go to these tech conferences and they're fantastic, but Different people are using different tools and you're trying to kind of figure out how does that fit in. And when you come to Schoology Next conference, you're all universally on the same page. Uh, No matter what you're talking about, you're using the same tool and everything you talk about is something that you can use, uh, which is fantastic. In this episode, we're going to be talking with the Schoology Ambassadors. Uh, we're going to be speaking with Philip, Melissa, Denise, Liz, Jerilyn, and Scott. And then at the end of that episode, we're going to hear how Scott got his start in Twitter from attending last year's Schoology Next. We usually have a segment that we call the Tech Avengers, but we're going to call this segment, since it's the full episode, a little special on, uh, title for it. We're going to call it the League of Mightiest Schoology Heroes. And if you kind of seen in that segment title, LMS is in there, League Mightiest Schoology. So LMS is built into our segment title. So no further ado, we are going to go to our segment. Of the League of Mightiest Schoology Heroes! Uh, What kind of podcast do we have, Matthew? 
we have Schoology ambassadors with us, five of the finest, including yourself, Scott. Yeah, no, I could not be more happy, more proud to be included in this great group. Uh, as I've said many times on the podcast and on Twitter, uh, these are the folks who really got me started and they've inspired me and I'm truly blessed to be able to have them on our show and to share and have our viewers see kind of, you know, the greatness uh, that is Schoology, particularly Schoology ambassadors and seeing how we can really stand on the shoulders of giants and uh, really just do more and achieve more with the help of others. So I'm really excited. And uh, speaking of that, let's uh, introduce everybody. So uh, real quick, we'll start with you, Phil. Uh, tell us just a quick little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you from and what do you do? Um, I'm Phil Pulley. I teach uh, high school social studies at Fieldcrest High School in Nunk, Illinois, which is north central Illinois. Um, and I've been an ambassador for two years now. So Nice. And how many years have you been using Schoology? This is our third year. Third year. Well, that's great. And Melissa, how about you? So I'm Melissa Riggs. I'm an education technology specialist for instruction with District 49 in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, I started using Schoology, the free version, seven years ago when I was teaching fifth grade in a one-to-one -one iPad classroom. Um, and then the next year, the district went both feet in with the enterprise. So we've been using it whole district for six. Wow. And Gerilyn, how about you? Um, I am at Colleen uh, Independent School District, uh, also known as Fort Hood, Texas. Uh, that's our neighbor. So um, I teach 10th grade ELA, and I have used Schoology for four years now. And how many years as an ambassador? Uh, this is my second year as an ambassador. Okay. And I forgot, did you say how many years you've been an ambassador, Melissa? I did not. I was just thinking, wow, I did so good with my intro, and I <laughs> it, it was good. <laughs> this is my <laughs> second year as an ambassador. Okay. And we'll go to Liz and then Denise. Hi, I'm Liz Lubeski. I'm from um, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, and I teach at Mannheim Central. This is going, I'm going into my 20th year of teaching, my fourth year as a coordinator of innovation and learning, um, new title people. Um, this is my second year as a school G ambassador. Uh, I was using the free version six years ago, convinced some people to try it out. Um, and this is our fifth year of having enterprise. Wow, that's great. And I forgot, I may have missed it. Did you say how many years you've been an ambassador? Uh, two. This is my second. Second year. Wow. Okay. Great. And Denise, off to you. Um, I am in Downingtown Area School District, which is in suburban Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I have been, and this is my first year actually being a Schoology ambassador, so I've just kind of been on the sidelines stalking you guys for <laughs> several years. Um, I have been using the enterprise version of Schoology for six years in my current district uh, where I teach high school English, 11th grade English. 
Um, I'm also uh, one of our cyber academy teachers. So in addition to teaching traditional classes, I teach cyber classes entirely through Schoology. And I also work as a technology innovator to lead professional development about Schoology. Wow, that's very impactful. I like that. And a couple of notes about these great Schoology ambassadors. Uh, some of them have received awards. What award did your district receive, Denise? Uh, we received District of the Year for 2018 from Schoology. Yeah, that's they're great. Good, they're very cool. And Don't fail. Yes. Oh, no, we're, we're going there. And uh, Mr. <laughs> Phil Pooley, what, what award did you receive last year? I am uh, the Schoology Ambassador of the Year 2018. Yes, and for good reason. So uh, a little bit about Phil from uh, my perspective. I see him on the forums all the time helping people out and on Twitter as well. And so uh, if you ever need anything, uh, he is the man. And, I mean, everybody here will definitely help you out if you have any questions. And with that, I'm going to get to the first question. And since we have you, Phil, we'll have you kick us off with that. Um, Let's see. So what's your why and what makes you invest in Schoology? Well, um, as a learning management system and a, a full service learning management system, there's just so many things I can do in it alone. I try to keep all of my content in there. Uh, anything third party I want to do, I can embed in there. Um, and the ability to put everything in make it visual, make it super organized, make it easy for the kids to get their um, work done, get to the material. But especially the idea for me of giving them multiple ways to demonstrate knowledge of something, but also giving them multiple ways to get to something. And if you've seen my courses, there's four or five ways to get to an assignment. And the, the nice thing about it is, Every kid may get there somewhat differently, but they all have their way that works for them. Oh, that's great. That That's a great example of using student choice. Uh, what about you, Gerilyn? How, uh, what's your why and what makes you invest in Schoology? Um, my why for why I invest in Schoology is that I don't really see any other way to make it work. Um, my class sizes in the last four years have done nothing but gone up. And I, I don't think it's, I, I mean, I don't think I'm capable of offering as much help as I do without saying here, here, here it all, here it all is. Uh, you, if you don't need any help, go, go get it. If, if you don't need anything, if you do need anything, I'm here to help you, you know, and uh, more assist. My class is laid out more like a college course, uh, which is probably why I'm being moved to seniors next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, to help them get that head start for whatever's next for them. Um, but I, I don't really, I mean, legit see it working any other way than, you know, but, hey, here, here everything is. What do you want to work on? What do you need to work on? What do you need to, to you know, make your priority? Uh, and Schoology offers me the opportunity to do all that. No, that's great. And having seen your courses and having you – like have you share that with me as well as like a template for me like wow just blown away uh i modeled my courses directly off of yours and with the uh, you know hey new here here's where you go tutorials 
I have some creative resources, all those things. And it's made my year so much easier. And whenever there's something, I just say, hey, check it out first. Then if you still have questions, let me know. And I find that solves like 90% of the problems, if not more. And so I'm able to be more mobile. And what I've done this year as well is kind of duplicate myself with some videos, some tutorials. I'll record it they can watch and as they're watching I'm circulating and helping those I know that are going to struggle a little bit yeah, and it really have, helps uh, me I have four inclusion classes so I have some that struggle yeah so the struggle is real as they say right yeah <laughs> and Liz off to you uh, what's your why and what makes you invest so much in Schoology um, well I would say that six years ago I had probably the worst experience with an LMS ever. Um, And I had just gone to station rotation model. I needed something to house materials to be easy to use. And it failed. It got corrupted and they could not fix it. Two weeks of crying of them saying they were going to fix it and they couldn't. Lost all my materials for an entire year. And I I started researching. I started looking for something else on my own. And so um, I found Schoology. I tried it out. I asked my kids for feedback. Um, they loved it. I didn't have to explain how to use it. It was they were like they were like, oh, there's a feed here. I know how to use a feed. Um, they understood it completely. And so my why was really ease of use. And I did not have student frustrations in, you know, using the product which was what I was experiencing in the other in the other world, in the other realm of the LMS that I was using. And I needed that. I needed that so that my class would run smoothly for once because <laughs> uh, it felt like two weeks of, like, utter chaos. Mm-hmm. So um, moved in that direction, I'll, and I'm, I cannot tell you, I, I would never go back to something else. Like, I have, I have to use something for one of my college classes I'm blown away that they haven't found Schoology, and I'm like, people, what are you doing here? Like, there is something easier to use out there. Um, But, you know, so now that I've had my, I've I've been able to experience different formats and and, um, LMSs, it's just the easiest to use. Oh, I fully agree, and I too came from a different LMS initially, and then got exposed to Schoology, and I fought it hard. I didn't want to like it, and then I fell in love. So uh, it wasn't love at first sight, but uh, definitely a true love that blossomed, and I wouldn't go back either. And Melissa, what's your story? I went from teaching kindergarten for 16 years into fifth grade and was there for two years when we um, got a class set of iPads kind of dumped into our classroom until here you go, good luck, Um, with not much training. So they sat there for a couple months until uh, we had a TOSA come in who had been using one-to-one iPads. And the first thing she said was, before we do anything with students and iPads, you've got to learn how to use Schoology. So I've never used anything else. I feel really um, grateful that I haven't had some of the experiences that other people have had. But it it was ideal because really the next year, as I knew how to use it more, I had two developmentally delayed students in my classroom. So fifth grade students 
working on first grade, um, reading second grade math um, on good days. And so what was amazing for them is they could have their own courses. It looked like they were doing what everybody else was doing, but they were able to work at their own level. Um, and that was huge because for so many years, those kids, even though, you know, a lot of kids treated them well, they knew they were doing something very different when it was paper pencil. But being able to set up um, individual courses for them was huge. Oh, that's that's great. Um, yeah, how do you use it? Go in a little bit more with those students that need some more um, specialized care. Well, I mean, honestly, it's, it's a lot like how you would use it with the littles, with the kindergartners. Um, lots of pictures, lots of visuals less wordage. So instead of having a title to your folder, you have a picture. Um, for them, I let them name their course. I let them choose their course picture um, just to make it their piece, right? And then um, just very visual for everything that they were doing. But they were able to record things for me. Um, I was able to connect their resource teacher and their developmentally delayed teacher into the course as admin so they could see the work. And that was huge because they would come to me just maybe for an hour at the beginning of the day and maybe 30 minutes before we went to lunch and an hour at the end of the day. And then they were pulled out for the majority of the time. So it helped connect those two classes together and help them see a connection between the two where there might not have been before. Before it was very, okay, I'm sitting in this classroom because this is my age and I can't do anything mm -hmm. that the other kids are doing. And then I go to my classroom where everything is at my developmental level and then I have to go back to the classroom for the age. So it really, I think, helped them a lot. And it was nice for me to be able to see some of the things that they were working on um, in their other classrooms so that I could tailor maybe, um, oh, we're doing this in social studies and they're doing this in their classroom, so how can I merge the two? to make it meaningful for them when they're in my room rather than just sitting in the corner. No, that's that's beautiful. I'm looking to hopefully do that with our PLCs next year, get some more cross-curricular content going. Mm -hmm. I've been an ambassador for that at my site and slowly going in that direction. So I've aligned some units to the social science units, but I want to go a little bit deeper, maybe tie in my sci-fi unit with what science is doing and doing it when they're doing that. So they don't necessarily mm -hmm. have to switch up what they're doing. I'm more than willing to cater my content to theirs and kind of bridge that gap. And mm -hmm. I've noticed an increase in grades when I do that. Yeah, we've got to quit departmentalizing everything. I mean, it all meshes together, right? Um, high school level, definitely very different, but um, we have a high school that's running blended learning where English and social studies are in the same three-hour block, and the kids are doing like a station rotation, and they're running everything through HyperDocs and Schoology, and it is amazing to go in and listen to those kids and talk to them about, okay, you know, how do you know what you're supposed to be doing? How do you know where you are? And they all have their own schedule, and uh, it's pretty cool, and they, right now they run it for freshman, sophomore. Oh, that's amazing. And Denise, I know you're super techie. Uh, what would you say is your why and why do you invest in Schoology? I know you've done a lot of great stuff. Um, I can certainly echo what everybody else has said about the benefits for the students and the ability to keep all of your content in one place and have it easily accessible. But I found that the biggest benefit for me was um, kind of a selfish thing. And it's that I 
had fallen into a little bit of a rut with my teaching. Um, I think I was, you know, seven or eight years in and had been teaching the same course for many years, teaching it the same way. And suddenly I was presented with this learning management system um, that forced me to really re-examine what I was doing and how I was presenting information to my students. Um, and in the years since I have worked with Schoology, I've gone from, you know, using it to teach traditional courses, to teaching blended courses, to teaching cyber courses. And that's been a challenge for me that I've kind of thrived on, I think, and that I've really enjoyed. Um, I used to teach to students who supposedly learned exactly like me. And Schoology has really enabled me to differentiate in a way that I don't think I was doing prior to that um, very disappointingly, I think, and I'm kind of upset at myself. <laughs> that. Um, but, you know, you live and you learn, and I'm really fortunate to have this opportunity now to use this learning management system with my students because I think it's not only benefited me and my teaching style, but more importantly, it's benefited my students and the students that I have in my classes. Would you go back? No. Go yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. And I just said to uh, my boss the other day, if they ever get rid of Schoology, I'm quitting. I'm right. Like, I, teaching. I fear going somewhere else. And I think Jerry Lynn might, might want to um, jump in with that. I know she's kind of talked about that. Do you want to jump in on that? Yeah. Question? My uh, district initially bought a three-year deal with Schoology, and then they bought an extra year, which was this year. So I don't know what the plan is for next year, but I can't see that with all of the things that the district has put into it, um, the training, and we've had um, blended learning cohorts. We're in our third cohort. Uh, I was in the first cohort. Now they're on the third. And my curriculum director has basically turned over, like, you know, picking and choosing who all that's going to be, you know, goes through me, um, you know, because she doesn't know as much about the LMS as she would like to at this point because she's new this year. We have a lot of new, um, definitely. Uh, but, you know, I, I still am kind of in limbo. I don't know what's going on. But I, I would have thought that if, if they were going to get rid of it, they w we would have known something by now. But I'm in the same deal as, as everybody, man. If they get rid of Schoology, I'm deuces outy. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'd be. And Phil, I think you can jump in on this and kind of segue to the next question, too. Um, yeah, kind of what we ran into was um, we got a new tech director this year, uh, knew nothing about Schoology, knew nothing about things you can do. And we had come to Schoology from another LMS uh, that actually just they decided to, to give up the ghost on. And so we switched to, to Schoology. And when it came in, he's like, let me show you guys how to use Google Classroom. And if looks could kill, I mean, <laughs> I, he would not have made it through his first month uh, as a tech director. Um, but it was basically, he kind of very firmly got that uh, if this goes away, people will not be happy. Uh, and so he um, went to them and he, and he told me, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, we got another deal, no problem. So um, I'm, I'm not sure how long that deal is for, but uh, that was um, kind of like, I, it's like, if they went away and didn't use it, I would be using the free version, uh, which, of course, has limitations over an enterprise version, but I would be using that. Wow. Okay. That is powerful. I know not too many people would, you know, really want to 
you know, hold their guns, but I'm with you. If something happened to our version of Schoology, I think I would just use the free version as well. Uh, I've used Google Classroom before, and it's all right. But once you've experienced Schoology and how deep it goes and what it offers, uh, there's no way I'm going back. And to add to that, the community. I mean, you guys have been nothing short of great in terms of welcoming me to the community helping me out teaching me holding my hand letting me kind of soar on my own at times and answering any questions i have and i've really been able to individualize my learning and kind of find my my niche with gamification and differentiation and at my site to my knowledge i'm the only one doing mastery grading and i've tapered off with that because my site doesn't require it and it's a lot more work to be honest but next year I want to hit it even harder and better and really use that to model differentiation and student choice and voice using my LMS Schoology as the platform for that uh, I think for sake of time though I'm going to kind of dip from that second question I think we're okay there and I'm going to go to the pro tips uh, for that. Do you want to ask them some questions, Matthew? You want to ask them about their pro tips so we can get your voice in a little bit? Sure. Denise, what are some pro tips you have with using Schoology you can share? Um, you know, my pro tip is going to sound incredibly simple, um, but I think that it is something that any user of Schoology at any level can absolutely benefit from. Um, I think it's absolutely essential to make sure that you are saving all of your materials to your resources and make sure that you are archiving whatever you possibly can because although of course you're going to adapt to fit the needs of your students and your future courses, one of my favorite benefits of Schoology comes from the planning um, in that next year, dependent upon the courses that I'm going to be teaching in the 2019-2020 school year, I'm going to have a really good basis for um, some lessons, some units and some standards-based materials because once I've aligned all of those standards, once I've created those assignments, um, I've got a really nice framework for how I can approach uh, important lessons and units with my students. So simply saving those to the, saving all of those things to my resources enables me to reuse them and it enables me to share them with not only my colleagues at school but also with Schoology community members. Um, and I think that that's absolutely my biggest pro tip even though it sounds like the most simple thing anybody could possibly do within the LMS. No, I, I see that we're on our second year at our high schools for going one-to-one. -one. And right now, the first year, you know, there's some digital content creation teachers and time spent to build up their Schoology courses. And this second year, I have a lot of teachers using, I don't use this term with them, but they're telling me, Matt, uh, I see return on investment next school year now because I can save these to the resources. I can copy them to other courses and they understand that they can modify them. They can edit them. They can add some new things, but they're seeing their time spent that first year. It's, it's going to come back in many ways and dividends to them. Absolutely. And I feel that it enables me to spend more time interacting with the students because so many people think that once you go to a digital platform that you lose that interpersonal connection with the kids. But with Schoology, I find that the students, um, at least my population, is a little bit more likely to respond in the form of discussion boards and whatnot, but they'll also engage with me with the feedback and the comments that I leave for them on assignments. 
So I have more time to do that because I'm spending less time creating things and reinventing the wheel. You know, every time we talk with Schoology and we have our site coordinator come and visit with us at the district level, I am always impressed with them as a vendor. They're, they're not just looking at themselves as this tech tool, but they really look at the pedagogy in the classroom. And I think that's a huge you know, difference that I'm seeing with other tech tools. Yes, absolutely. And they listen to the teachers. Uh, what is one item you would like to have on a wish list? Um, if I could have anything on a wish list, I would absolutely want the ability to um, schedule things like updates um, and to be able to communicate with students in that way. I think that Schoology has so many features that make it like an all-in-one um, tool for teachers, but um, sometimes I want to remind students of something and not take the time out of my day at 6.30 at night to send that reminder to them. So I would love the ability to schedule updates and announcements just like I schedule tests, quizzes, release of folders, materials, etc., etc. Fantastic. Uh, Jerilyn, what is your pro tip and uh, item that you like to see on the wish list? Um, my pro tip is just the, the simplest, easiest thing in, uh, in the LMS, uh, in the update section, the, the poll. You know, I, I ask students all the time, I'm, I'm a big advocate of student voice, student choice. What do you guys want to do? Do you want this? Do you want that? Do you want this or the other? Sometimes I do voting by class. Sometimes I do voting all together you know, and add them all up. Cause, so each class can do different things, whatever, you know, that class decides it wants to do. You know, uh, I'm, you know, awesome with, uh, you know, letting them lead the way, you know, because once they, uh, you know, once they own it, you know, then they own it. You know, I'm, I'm just facilitating. Um, and my wish list is a really, 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 really <laughs> want more folder colors. Ah. Yes. 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 I've been, I've been going on that for like three years now. I just want more, more colors. <laughs> I have an app on my computer that does folder colors, and I always match my folder colors on my laptop to my Schoology colors. <laughs> nice. Melissa, what is a pro tip you have and uh, one item on your wish list? Um, so, because I'm more of an elementary person, I would really recommend creating kind of a dummy student account um, that you use as the teacher especially if you are like I always created on my Mac and then students were on iPads and I did not do that my first couple years and there was a lot of times things that didn't move smoothly between the two so I would say create that account and then go in and check your assignments your assessments on whatever device your students are going to use um, because that will save a lot of pain um, the next day when students go to do their activity. Um, and what I would love to see, and mainly just because I was creating an account or creating a course today at the last minute, um, like completion rules are way too tedious when you are doing a whole course at one time. You should be able to just completion rule your whole folder. I see. Yeah, I like that. Liz, what is a pro tip you have and an item on your wish list? Um, so a pro tip I'd probably uh, give out would be to use a page as that a border header on your course for those items that uh, you want students to have access to all the time. So put it, you know, use that table 
on the page and have some visuals there. Um, I have one uh, that is like my digital agendas. Um, then there's one for collaborative activities. And then there's one um, for independent work. And then you can link on that table, you can link those images to Google Docs, to Google Slides. You can even take your discussion link from uh, the URL there in the Omnibox. You can grab it and you can put it on the image in there. And um, it just sticks where you want it. Like that page stays right at the top and it just is, it looks really good. Uh, but it also is like an easy access area for students to be able to just kind of, oh, this is where I need to go every day. Oh, this is what I need to do. Um, uh, just for ease of access. If I could have a wish list, this would be one that I've been asking for for uh -huh. a while. Um, we use our portfolios heavily in our middle school and, and high school. And then this year, Pennsylvania came out with this, well, last year technically, uh, they came out with uh, Act 339 for college and career readiness, and they have to have all these artifacts and yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they, the teachers wanted to put everything in like a real folder and like pass it to the next teacher. I'm like, oh my God, like this isn't 1995. Um, and so I, I encourage them, we worked through it to make these portfolios. The problem is, is that there's no folders in portfolios. So you can't, you can't move things and organize them. So like if you have students starting these portfolios for college and career readiness in kindergarten, and they've got three artifacts from kindergarten, and then they've got three artifacts from first and second and third. Like, it's so ginormous. It'd be so nice if there was a folder organization system like everything else in Schoology um, that they could organize uh, the work within the folder. And then, you know, after a year of, of student work, you know, our, our teachers keep, you know, writing portfolios. Their writing portfolio has, they're writing their works from the time that they're in elementary all the way up to, to 12th grade. Um, so that would be my, that would be my wish. Yeah. And I also, the portfolios is, is that still a feature of the enterprise? That is a great question. I have not been on the free version in so long that I don't know. I think it is because we were looking at that in, in our district, we have K through eight and then we have nine, 12 and we are CISs were kind of a unified school district. And there wasn't even a way for them to build a portfolio and transition it to the, we have a different URL, even the high school students log into. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't even a way to transfer that. And then we were also looking, how do students keep this portfolio once they graduate or leave our school district? And so I think your wish list on the portfolio, I'm going to join you on that one. <laughs> um, Same here. And uh, Phil, what is a pro tip that you have to share and something on your wish list? Well, back to like Denise's, um, um, if you have my presentation this year at Next and, and even last year about just organization, but really when you organize things, make things consistent. Uh, and that's not just helpful for you, but it's super helpful for the students. I put... Um, all my stuff is in units in social studies, and every unit has the same folder structure. Every unit has, the, you know, there's uh, the first item is a home page, which has all these visuals that can uh, hyperlink to the, the resources, to the study guide, to the daily assignments, to the textbook, to whatever they are. Um, but everything is consistent. And I even got to the point where I took that same thing and, and, 
uh, did like Liz said and you know put that in as an uh, a update you know an announcement and tagged that to the top of the uh, page some students go into the daily assignment by going to see you know what's on their feed on the left side and a lot of kids just click that icon at the very top of the page before they even get into it some click on the uh, unit folder and, and dig their way in so it just gives them options but the, the key thing about that for me is just being consistent about that you know organization is not a, a glamorous topic but um, it makes things so much easier for them that's that's less time for them to be going like how do I get there where's this at how do I find that uh, what are we doing again because you get enough of that anyway but if you can make it easy for them to get there in a way that makes sense to them then you've you've kind of won the battle mm -hmm. and something on your wish list <clears throat> Um, <laughs> full parity for assessments. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's, I mean, I, I, I want to have test banks, I, 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 you know, for assessments. I want to be able to grade by question. I want to be able to leave feedback on questions, you know, all those things that I can do in test quiz, but I, I don't have those things yet. So um, I'm, I'm waiting for them. So I still do. Um, I do daily assignments using the new assessments. I like some of the new things I can do, uh, the new test questions. Um, I, but I still do my tests because I want to pull from test banks so everyone gets a same kind of content, but no one ever gets the same test. And that way I can even do makeups or retakes. Yeah. So one thing that I think we're all sharing, like what we are pro tips and what we a uh, wish list. The one thing with Schoology, as you all know, they're super accessible. They do listen to us. They have a very transparent product roadmap that they do share with us. And so all these things on our wish list, these are things that I know we can confidently go to Schoology and they'll listen to us. Scott, what is a pro tip you have and something on your oh, wish list? A pro tip for me. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, even though I'm anti-worksheet, uh, something I do like to do from time to time, because there are those kiddos who want worksheets, so I'll give them worksheets. Uh, I like creating self-grading worksheets, and so our curriculum is study sync. And so what I'll do there to incorporate that curriculum is I'll take the PDFs they have, uh, the ones that are a little more simple and straight answer, and I'll take that PDF and I'll make it into a fillable self-grading worksheet using the older test quiz tool. And then, like, or I, I'm sorry, I'm mixing two things up. Actually, with that one, I use the new assessment tool, and I do... Um, like a little question bank for them and so they have to drag the answers into there uh, they have a little bank and they just drag the answers into the appropriate boxes and then as far as wish list uh, mine is fills right I, I want those updates at my site uh, from the different departments that's the number one thing I hear I hear it from English from science from social science uh, not PE yet um, but I hear it from those departments that, hey, they want those cool features from the older uh, test quiz tool in the new assessment tool, like the random, uh, the randomization, I guess, of questions from test banks and using multiple test banks. And I love doing that. That really differentiates the tests. It curbs 
uh, cheating, I feel like. And um, it's just kind of nice. And I like Phil's idea of then using that for when kids need to make up a test. Hey, they get a completely different test. That's kind of cool. Before I forget, you know, definitely thank you guys again. I know you're giving me your afternoon, your evening, right after a long day of work. We're scrambling at the end to get things done, testing, whatever it is. I know we all have busy, busy lives, and so uh, we really do appreciate it. And you guys are awesome. I'm not just saying that. My uh, Twitter handle is at Mac and Beans, M-A-C-N-B-E-A-N-S, at Mac and Beans. Yes, and definitely follow. She's got a lot of great content on there. And what about you, Liz? Where where do we want to direct folks? Um, to Twitter. Um, it's not inventive or creative in any way. Um, so uh, it's just Liz Lubeski. Um, L U B E S K I E. Um, at Twitter. Um, that's where honestly, that's where I get all of my ideas. Um, I didn't realize I'd love Twitter as much as I do, um, but it's, it's they're short, sweet, um, and if you need help, um, a quick a quick message on Twitter, and you're going to have people helping you and answering your question. Um, so it's just super helpful. Phil, what about you? Where can we find you? Um, I'm at Philip Pulley um, on Twitter, so that's just Philip with one L and then Pulley, like the simple tool. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, th I threw out there uh, also the access code to my sandbox course if you are interested in that that's um, I, I don't have a website for so I keep thinking about it. I need to build one under the site our school got rid of ours <laughs> which I used to just direct people to you know my um, home pages but uh, and our old LMS with this one works you know, Schoology works a little bit differently so uh, if there are Schoology users and want questions you know, they, if they throw it out, I'm probably going to answer it in the school of educators if someone else hasn't answered it already. But um, what I, I do is, you know, they could message me at, um, um, you know, through Twitter. But also, uh, if they join the Sandbox course, then, you know, they're going to have access to me, I guess. Yeah, that's another thing. If you guys have some kind of sandbox course or something, uh, don't feel like you have to share. But if you want to share, we can tag it in the show notes. Yeah, I think the funny thing is I have I have more um, people in my sandbox course than we have uh, students using Schoology at our high school and junior high. <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. Um, and Melissa, where can we find you? I am all over the Twitter sphere, um, so you can find me at Riggs Real World, and I do have a Google site, but it's you know long and cumbersome. So if just message me on there, and I'll be glad to share it with you. It has all my presentation links and stuff that I'm hanging out and doing around around town. Nice. And Denise, where can we find you at? Um, when I made my Twitter handle, I didn't really expect to have to share it with people. <laughs> so there's some underscores <laughs> in there. Um, but if you just search for my last name, Shovlin, you will find it. Um, Ms. Shovlin, Dazdy, uh, there I am. All right. Well, thank you guys again. Uh, feel free to hang on if you want. I just wanted to have Denise share out a little bit from her perspective about kind of my Twitter story. I get a lot of questions on that, like, hey, you know, what What did you do? And I'm always saying, hey, Denise Shevlin got me started. Uh, but I'm curious to kind of 
get like a little insight from her perspective on what that was like. Scott, should we uh, take a volunteer who would like to close us out, like the yes. the TNT part? Yeah, let's do that. Then I'll ask Denise okay. the question. I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate Scott for you know throwing out some freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, freestyle to take us out. Uh, how about I start a freestyle? Then you guys jump in one at a time, and if you overlap, it's all good. I would actually pay money to hear Phil freestyle. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you got a you got a freestyle, Phil? Something like four bars? I got nothing. I got no freestyle. <laughs> okay. Uh, pay money. May, I may have, may have to work something up for next thing. We can, you know. Okay. Let me see. Ah. Uh, Brain's tired. Let's see if I could do a little freestyle. Thank you for listening to the TNT EdTech Podcast. And on behalf of my fellow Schoology ambassadors, I want to thank you for listening. Check us all out on Twitter. Make sure to keep listening. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a like. Share this out. Let us know. Give us some feedback. Let us know what what you like, what we're doing well. And if you have any suggestions, be sure to drop us a message on Anchor or you can DM us via our website or on Twitter as well. And we'll drop our Twitter handles in the show notes so you can check those out. And because Jerry Lynn requested a custom freestyle for our outro, I'm going to try. So this is raw and uncut. So if it's horrible, hey... Uh, throwing it out there. You'll, you'll get to see me fail. And if not, hey, you'll get to see me epically succeed. So uh, I'm Mr. Noon Spittin' Tunes. Going to show you a good time on the show, on the grind. Here I go with grind time. Mr. Noon Spittin' Tunes. Thank you, Jerry Lynn. Thank you for the dub and thank you for the win. Thank you, Denise. It was really nice to have you on the show with the sugar and spice that you brought. I know you came from the gym. That's why you are getting this win. And I'm going to pass the mic to my girl, Liz. Oh, yeah, you know, she got the ed tech biz. And I'm going to pass it over to Melissa because she's got the kids over in Colorado. Here she go. She got the bravado. She is the maestra, yo. And there I go. I compose my flow. Pass it over to Pooley. Pulling that big game. Doing his thing over in the Midwest. Put him to the test with the social science. And he's got you. What fact can you give us, Phil? Can you lead us out? Give us a shout out. I want to have my mic muted. Hey, just know, your users, you're not alone as long as Schoology's your learning home. I love it. And without further ado, um, one last shout out to our LMS Schoology, Schoology ambassadors, Schoology champions. And don't forget, if you can, go to Schoology next in beautiful, sunny Florida and Boca Raton this July. And so good job. Thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for inviting us. Thank you. Yeah. It was good seeing everybody. I know. Yeah, we're going to be back together at Next. I know. Looking forward to meeting you all at Next. Yeah. yeah we'll you for sure. We'll see you guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.
so Denise, we met up over at School G Next last year in July, and I don't remember if I told you, but I had like eight followers when we started. Do you, did I say anything about that? Like how many followers I had? You did. You had said that you had just started on Twitter, um, but that you didn't think that anything was going to come of it and that you weren't really sure how to do it. And, and I, I remember. And being... I think I was your top person at that time, Scott, and I don't even yeah. hardly tweet. <laughs> um, and I remember being like, no, absolutely. You can do this. Like, pull out your phone right now. We need to get you a user pick. We need to get you some followers. Follow me. I'll follow you back and just start hashtagging Schoology. Yeah. Schoology, Schoology champ, Schoology ambassadors. And now look at you. Yeah. Uh, I'm a hashtag and whiz now. Thanks to you. And Another thing is I remember I didn't have a header and I didn't have like a description and you're like, hey, dude, you need to go back and add those. You left those off. And I loved how you like waited for me to actually put that stuff in. You were like, no, you're you're not off the hook. You got to try this. Yeah, no, we're doing this right now. Like you were not leaving the conversation with me until you had, you know, put in your avatar and a little bio- biography about yourself. <laughs> right. I, I tried to just do do that like polite out where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And no, you weren't having that. No, I knew it was going to be one of those things where you were going to walk away and never think about Twitter again. <laughs> and I'm oh, so hey, glad yeah, I'm indebted. Machine. So, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. So just imagine. So if you're ever feeling down, be like, Hey, I helped that one dude. I'm and look at him now. Your millions, and you totally reformed <laughs> teaching and education. I just want you to remember. <laughs> I'm a witness. I'm a witness. <laughs> what? <laughs> what it, my side cut out. What was that last thing you said, Denise? Um, when you guys make your millions of imaginary dollars, revamping uh-huh. uh, education and policy and reform and all that, I need you to remember where it all started. Yes. Yes, in a ballroom, in a hotel, in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what kind of Twitter tips would you have for our followers if they're just starting out or kind of trepidatious? Um, I think that there are probably two things. Um, you need to be yourself. Like, there are so many amazing education influencers out there, and everybody kind of has their own style and their own um, flair, I guess we'll say, with their tweets. But you have to be you. You can't mimic somebody else's style. It's just like trying to teach like somebody else. Like it doesn't work. It might work for a little bit, but ultimately you're going to fail because you're not being authentic. And then the other thing is don't be intimidated by, you know, the Twitter celebrities that have thousands of followers and, you know, a million retweets and things like that. A lot of them will reach out to you and they will help you and they are wonderful people, but sometimes your best bet with interaction and help is going to be somebody who has three followers, who is just kind of along for the ride and might have some amazing advice to share with you. So use your hashtags wisely um, and be open to connecting with a variety of people from the top tier of educational Twitter all the way down to the people who are just getting their start. No, that's so great with one of our earlier guests, Paul Gordon. We had talked about that, how you can have a very meaningful conversation on Twitter with somebody who has very little followers versus some of these like 
what'd you call them? What kind of celebrities? Oh, Twitter liberties. Twitter liberties. Yeah. Which, which are great conversations too. I've had some great yeah. conversations with Twitter liberties and it's amazing how real they are. For example, at the Q conference in Southern California this year, I ran into Matt Miller and oh. he knew who I was I'm like, what, how, how do you know who I am? Like he knew from my picture because we had talked on Twitter. So just because you meet a Twitter Liberty on Twitter doesn't mean, you know, that they're not going to remember you, right? You may matter. Um, and maybe not because they have so many followers. It, it just stands to reason. How can you remember thousands of followers? I mean, we're all just normal people in the education world trying to make the world a better place and help out students and kids. Like, I think that that's an important thing to remember, whether you have five followers or 5,000 followers. We're all in it for the same reason. So. Yeah, I think that's it. And I think that's why School G Next was so impactful for me. Uh, we all had the same why, and we were all using the same tool to advocate for our why and share out our why and make a difference. And so that brought us together even more, whereas I feel at some of these other conferences like ISTE or um, FETC, some of these big ones, very cool, but not everybody has the same why, whereas at School G Next, it was like, boom, these are the salt of the earth people. Everybody genuinely cares. Uh, most of us were educators in some form or tech coaches or admins. And so we had direct connections with students and that made a world of difference. Absolutely. And I think that it's really important to be able to get that professional development that you can take back and use every single day. Like I know I log on to Schoology from the moment I walk into my building and then you know, sometimes I don't really log out until I go to bed because I have the app <laughs> and I have all that access and whatnot. But it's the most relevant professional learning that I've ever had in my career. And it just is an added bonus, I think, that the people that I've met and the, the people that I've worked with and encountered and collaborated with have been so amazingly wonderful. Well, good chat in Denise. You too. Uh, Thank you, Denise. Thanks for staying extra long. I do appreciate it. And hopefully we'll connect in the flesh this summer. Absolutely. I can't wait. All right. Take care. Thanks for sharing. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye.